another episode of airing it out season two episode eight week seven of the nfl dave we might have some normalizing some balancing happening in this schedule i don't know i bring in my co-host dr david drew maybe we could take a breath from COVID for a minute what do you think well now that you've said it and you put it out into the universe oh. they're all gonna get COVID. <laughs> it's just gonna be a big hot mess of COVID now way to go jeff the only thing that might be a benefit of that is if somehow the giants thursday night game gets canceled and that's how they keep themselves from winning any more games and, go and can get <laughs> a good a draft pick a forfeit might actually count as a win maybe it's in, in our hearts or something. Yeah, that'd be great. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> Cause that's basically what's happening to the giants. Cause that was not a win last week for them. That was the ugliest. That wasn't even football. That was something else. I don't know what that yeah. was as giants fans. We obviously are uh, hurt deep it's inside. Um, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch it. The only thing worse is being a jets fan. And quite frankly, what might be worse is the Buffalo bills fan might be going downhill too quickly. I mean, let's, let's pump the brakes <laughs> on that a little bit. They've won okay. some games <laughs> and they are good in their division. So before, <laughs> you know, and they have a good quarterback surrounded by good pieces. Let's, let's not, let's not throw them into the same old crap pile that they are usually in. <laughs> we Dave, I'm here for you. I'm sorry about the two losses, back-to-back -back losses, tough losses, tough teams. But if you need a friend, my shoulders are here. <laughs> I tell you, though, the Bills, that defense is uh, its not perfect right now. So they're going to have to shore up that line. That defensive line is not good. Also, big news in the uh, in the AFC East with uh, Tua taking over from Fitzmagic. So we're going to have to talk a little bit about that at some point because Ray's losing yet another quarterback. No luck, literally. <laughs> Just saying there was an offer on the table that would have gotten him a quarterback. Uh, anyway, uh, we can come back to that later, Ray. Um, again, give me a call if you'd like to talk about trade. <laughs> All right, so let's go. So this week, so we are back uh, with COVID is, is sort of normalizing. I think we're at a more normal schedule. There's no Monday night at five and Tuesday at six. Although how great <laughs> was Monday night football? I at 5 loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was really enjoyable. Now, do you think the Monday night football at 5 PM was really great because of the time slot or because it wasn't on ESPN? You know, that might be a good possibility that it was, yeah, you know, I think it was right. the Fox Although, A team at 5 p.m. It was kind of It was nice. the Fox A team. I know how much you love uh, Joe Buck. Actually, I read an article there that Joe Buck is uh, doing doing game every day this week. From Sunday to Sunday, he is on national television calling some type of sport. I don't know anything about that. The World Series doesn't exist to me. <laughs> right. Mookie That's bets right. you're you're still number one in my heart, but I hate you. That's right. So I so not much to talk about on COVID side. Um I so I think we're I think we're kind of good now. I think everyone's kind of getting into the habit and we're I think we're good. Okay we can wrap there. up this podcast now. We don't even have to go there for five uh <laughs> we're for, all set. For 50 minutes. So why don't we get so great games last week, fantasy Fantastic games last games. week in the league. Yeah, so fun to watch. And maybe a maybe a stinker game in there, but you know it is what it is. We we you know not, you always not need about a good the Aaron Rodgers game. game. Yeah, I'm not talking about the Aaron Rodgers stinker game. Oh, yes, about... you are. It is, they're one in the same. That's true, actually. <laughs> That's true. But some great games last week, um, you know, in, in our league. And so why don't we uh, why don't we go through some of them? What do you think? I think so. I think we got to start with the game of the week in terms of how it was only separated by a point. So one point, one point, which is so painful from yeah. from a player's perspective. And I I know this. Uh, sorry. 
Tim, I'm sure you're still uh, recovering from your loss um, and our deepest condolences to you. But the, the game we're talking about is the Boston Gangstop versus the Davis Square Hipsters. Final score, 110 and a half to 109 and a half. And honestly, there wasn't a hope and a prayer for for Tim going into this game. It looked like Stav should beat him. I think we all really thought that Stav had a really good chance. Stav's team is putting up good points. Lamar Jackson showed up with 32. And Tim really made it interesting Monday night. You know, he he got some points. And without the help of John U. Smith, who has actually been a really good anchor for him, yeah, John U. Smith only yeah. put up one point. Um, but when you really look at it, the most fascinating stat line between this matchup is it was so close with both of their defenses losing their points. <laughs> the points the, the yeah. Vikings defense loses yeah. stop three and Tim's defense who he could have pulled. He could have pulled. He could have pulled. He couldn't really because of when it was played, but yeah, he could have pulled right. and got a zero and tied for the week. Yeah. But unfortunately um, the Rams got him had lost him a point already. And it just was, it was, too much to overcome um but i i did like that tim kind of tried to stick with his strategy played two detroit lions in the absence of his <laughs> seahawks um it's definitely a bold move but it paid off for him uh adrian peterson and kenny galladay gave him 21 points between the two of them but kenny and drake with 31 points is really what made this really interesting for him monday night um and again that trade just comes back to haunt me a little bit at least it didn't haunt me the week i played him <laughs> that's right you know, you're right. All, all of what you said is right. Janu Smith, actually, it's it's kind of unfair because I think you had the player that had all the points from the Tennessee Titans that night, that day. So it didn't really matter. Nobody it's else true. was getting any points. That's <laughs> so, true. It, it was um, unfair in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, it's funny because the Tennessee, that was quite a football game in general. Um, and even like I, I had the Tennessee defense on my playing this week and they they were negative points too and so what a hot mess but you seemingly got all of the points but in this game particularly yeah i mean this was really something to watch and you know in a different setting with seattle being not in a bye week here i think tim probably takes this one um but you know i tell you i don't think i'd have the guts to put into detroit um offensive players no <laughs> i I, I think some life. of it was out of necessity but when you look at this the, these two teams they actually played the players that they had to in a lot of ways and there's not a lot of bench points sitting there so they both played really accurately and i love those kind of fancy football matchups where even though it was close you look at your bench you're like i wouldn't have done anything different you know the one thing for stav that would have really sealed the victory was playing rob gronkowski instead of mike gusecki but yeah you know rob gronkowski with 13 points that's the best showing of the year is rob back maybe he is i don't yeah. know it's going to yeah. make a little bit of a difficult uh time yeah. for stop going forward but um I, I just thought this was a great matchup. I know Tim was really into it. I didn't hear anything from Stav, so he probably was sitting there biting his nails, worried that he was <laughs> coming right. back. But right. um, it was a lot of fun on Monday night with the two games. I think, I think there's something in the Monday night two-game setup that really leaves open more suspense and intrigue for that for that game to be yeah, set. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And, uh, you know, also, I kind of stand a little bit correct. I was making a joke about Derrick Henry having a million <laughs> points. But A.J. Brown had a lot of points for Stav and this team. And, you know, the holding on to Rob Gronkowski is a really interesting fantasy move i i did that in one of the other leagues and i have them and i'm like uh, i'm not gonna play him this week he's not getting any points and now all of a sudden you're seeing a bulkier rob gronkowski and so 
I think it's going to be interesting how he develops a little bit more as time goes on too. So he'll have some choices to make with Rob, I think. And good for Stop yeah. for sticking with Lamar Jackson, putting up the points. He could have switched to Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger did not have a good game, despite some good game, some good yeah. points from the players around him, and still got points from Adam Thielen, despite Justin Jefferson going off, and in a game where Minnesota lost. So I, it was still impressive to see that yeah. Stop put up some good points here. Great matchup. Well done, guys. I, I think it was a lot of fun to watch for us. So um, sorry, Tim, that you came out on the losing side. I'm also sorry because. I picked you. Uh, <laughs> Jeff picked with the picked with the gang stop, I but clearly stop. it was very much a split decision here. So um, <laughs> my loyalty to Boston gang stop. One win for you in the win column there, Jeff. Um, <laughs> That's right. Let's move so on. Let's go to the surprising game. What do you think? Should we go? To, I I thought the goodwill punting and the no luck literally uh, was somewhat of a surprise i guess right we both picked uh no luck literally this week uh and tom takes home the the top prize at 114.5 to 111 uh and what's really fascinating here is that that tom actually could have put up even more points i don't know if you saw the play but the play miles sanders is running down he's gonna have like an 80 yard touchdown ends up fumbling the ball on like the three ends up in the end zone and yep. recovered by like some no name. I can't even say his name wide receiver because I can't remember it. And it's <laughs> yep. a hyphenated name. And I'd never heard of the guy before he recovers in the end zone. So he gets the touchdown credit for all of, of Miles Sanders's work. Um, but man, finally Carson Wentz shows up against a tough team too against Baltimore. Um, and, and Tom's team really did put together a good week. Finally, AJ green puts up nine points and, and that's what we've kind of talked about with, with Tom's team in particular is that, you know, he's got these wide receivers. They have to start to show up a little bit or else he's not even going to be in the hunt. So back-to-back -back wins for, for Tom. Good for him. Um, Ray, you know, I don't know what happened. Minnesota just looked bad and, you know, he didn't really benefit from Dalvin cook being out of the game. Um, but his two tight ends, man, they they really did keep him right in the game the they, whole way. Those tight ends, he, I mean, they are scoring him points every week consistently. <laughs> it's impressive. So final score was 114 and a half to one and eleven. Goodwill punting takes the win over the no luck literally. Pretty much shocked back the world. The, back back in it. Back in the game. Actually, so I just one quick thing I wanted to say. Uh, great game. Um, it was funny because Le'Veon Bell now in Kansas City, you saw a very different uh uh, uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire, you know, doing his thing, um, you know, running a little harder, a little bit towards the end zone. And then on the other side, the Dallas effect. Now, Dallas is a terrible, terrible football team, but without Dak Prescott, man, that is not a good football team. So no. even if CD Lamb could have like scored another, you know, got another 10, point, 10 yards or 20 yards or maybe a long ball or something that could have been a difference maker. But CD Lamb actually got targeted quite a bit in that game. I know this because it affected my game. <laughs> And he dropped a couple. There was a couple of bad throws by Andy Dalton. So Ray just sort of didn't work out this week for CeeDee Lamb, uh, unfortunately. But You know, the one good thing for Ray going forward, other than now that he might be in quarterback trouble again because Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> who he's been sli slotting in, is now benched and is yeah. happy about being benched, which he's no Eli, I guess. Um, the Actually, the, the report is Fitzpatrick's decision to start Tua is heartbreaking. That's oh really headline. so i had yes. seen that he was like cheering for him and he was very happy but... yeah i think he was being a team player but he said it's heartbreaking so. yeah it definitely is actually 
Right. But also like, and I'm a little surprised too, because they won, yeah. right? Like he gets yeah, benched in a understand. win and then they're like, oh, let's go to the rookie, um, which could be a terrible decision, especially when yeah, you want to protect a guy who's coming off a pretty serious injury. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is uh, in a quarterback's career of like transition. This is exactly what happens around week six. And I remember Eli Manning and Kurt Warner was the same thing. The giants were like five and one when, when Eli Manning took over. So it was weird. And so this seems like the dolphins are doing the same. I kind of understand why they're bringing them in, but in that division, I guess I'm a little bit shocked as well. So I I guess maybe it takes some of the pressure off. Um, and plus, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick for all the good that he does, he can also just implode a team at the same time. So I'm sure they were probably thinking, let's get some consistency under his belt and let's start making some moves here and see what kind of team we have. Right. Uh, I was gonna say, you know, what's funny about race team is that like, he's playing this quarterback roulette, right. He's just sort of puffing him in and he's either like, he's either the most unlucky uh, a fantasy owner, or he's the luckiest because every time he puts one in, like Teddy Bridgewater goes in, he gets scores 30 points. If he puts Ryan Fitzpatrick in, it's, you know, a number of points. <laughs> so it's actually interesting. I don't know if he's the KOD or if he's uh, not, I don't know yet. <laughs> I don't know. The one good thing for him, I think going forward is that his wide receivers are really putting up points and Darius Slayton, um, T Higgins and Chase Claypool who are on his bench are, have been putting up consistent points. Um, so I think, the one thing for him is if you would like to trade away a tight end, you probably could play one of these wide receivers and start to get that in there. You know, tight ends for quarterbacks are great trades, especially backup quarterbacks, not, not greasing the wheels at all, but Ray, give me a call when you wake up. <laughs> Never going to happen. All right. Well, it was, it was actually a really good one. And congratulations to Tom, Tom, I'm all in, I'm all in. Except, for this except week, neither of us in. picked him. And yeah, so we both, yeah. uh, we both got this one wrong not last so. week, but this week, I mean, I can't, no promises, but this week, no, I don't know yet. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go to, let's see the, uh, the Farmington football team and the man's, the Mansfield Tims. Uh, well, high, high scoring game here, high scoring game, uh, the high watermark for the week. And, and uh, yeah, and honestly, maybe a run in some ways, I'm sorry, Matt, you had a hell of a week and and we need to pause for a moment and just give you true credit for calling Matt Ryan here. You had picked uh, the Farmington football team here and you said Matt Ryan was going to throw a ton of touchdowns because he no longer has had his head coach and you were spot on. Matt Ryan puts up 46 points. Final score between these two teams is 139 for the Farmington football team versus 150 and a half for my team, the Mansfield Tims. And honestly, it ended up being very close. Um, but Matt got uh, 72 points from Matt Ryan and Julio Jones on your prediction. You had nailed it. So, <laughs> so kudos to you. Well done. Yeah, well, well you really yeah, nailed it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't run to, you know, a casino anytime soon on my, uh, my predictions or my best, <laughs> but I will say it just always is the case, right? It's kind of like when a, a baseball player makes a great play in the field and they come up the bat and the next thing, you know, in the next inning and they hit a home run. Like, it's just one of those moments just in sports history that just always happens. Like you just knew this coach gets fired and now all of a sudden there's going to be a lot of points. So you got to put them in. So, I mean, here we are. And even Julio Jones, who uh, there's rumors of him being traded right now, like he, he killed it. So yeah, that's a lot of points to put up between two players for sure. Yeah. And and honestly, this was a really interesting matchup because both individual defensive players in this league put up a lot of points. So between Matt's and my team, we had a 20 point um, each 
contribution from our IDPs. And that could be a difference maker on, on an, in a normal week. It's really for sure true. because sometimes yeah. you're only putting up five to six points versus 20 points can really make the difference between players. But we both really balance each other out. Buda Baker had a fantastic night on Monday night, he put up nine and a half points for a, for a, db That's which safety, yeah is is very tough and buda baker if you're watching i'm like god he's just gonna keep tackling <laughs> non-stop i'm i'm screwed here um so i mean within 11 and a half points this game was decided and this was with matt ryan putting up 46 points julio jones putting up 26 and on my side having derrick henry put up 43 points yeah. which was just unheard of from unheard Arnie of so unheard I, of Sorry, Matt, you really were the, you would have beaten every other team in the league this week. And you just had the unfortunate um, matchup of, of playing me this week. And, and honestly, I, I was texting with you. I had a hard time playing all of these green Bay Packers, which ultimately was the reason why it became so close. Cause Aaron Jones, Devonte Adams, and Robert Tanyan between the, yeah. the three of them only put up 17 points. And we'll yeah. talk about Aaron Rodgers in a second, but the 17 points across those three players were could have been replaced with other players had I done something differently. And then you and I were talking a little bit on Sunday where I'd said I'd really contemplated putting a Ronald Jones who ended up putting up 22, yep, yep. who you could have had on your team, Jeff, just saying. Um, <laughs> and, <me>. <laughs> and Justin Jefferson, who's on my bench with 31. So if you look at my bench, we had a lot, of, there were a lot of points there. And, um, and then even uh, Kyler Murray putting up 37, Deshaun Watson had a 47 point game. So, he, I mean, um, I'm sorry, Matt. It just, Sean, it yeah, was a that's, bad week for you. Yeah. He really, he, he got on the, the, the bad, the bad pick of the, the bad pick of the schedule, I suppose on that one. But I mean, Derek Henry, that was ridiculous. That guy is ridiculous. And thank God for Derek Henry because I, uh, Ezekiel Elliott had the worst performance on Monday night. Really? I mean, if, if you look, if you're a fantasy player and you're looking at these scores, I mean, Arizona played Dallas, right? You have a quarterback who came up with 37. You have a safety that came up with nine and a half, right? And then you have Ezekiel Elliott who came up with three. Like, it's just so fitting and how bad Dallas is and what this was all about, you know? Like, they are really, and they were home. So it's, that's crazy. So, well, I'm sorry, Matt. It was close, Matt, but be glad I didn't play some of these other players because I was doing some of the math had I had I slotted in some of these players that I would have been 200 plus. So, um, be happy that I put in the bad players, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was a good one though. I mean, it was a good one in terms of high scoring. So good job for both of you guys. Uh, so let's take Matt that oppor- let's take that opportunity. Um, oh, so yeah. you get the you get uh, I get the point here because I had picked you myself get the point. and you, you had picked yourself. the football team, but it wasn't yep. a bad pick because your your gut led you correctly with the the Falcons. Um, and let's take this opportunity to go from the high scoring game <laughs> to the stinker tinker Boy, of the week. What a holy what a moly! What a- the Night King. The four and two Night King. Now the four. This and is two one of these. King. These. This is one of those games where you you just don't watch. You don't even open the app. You 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 open it once and you realize what's going on and you're watching a little bit of football and you see your quarterback's not doing your well and you're like, okay, I'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs> Holy moly! And yeah. it, so eighty and a half points. Eighty and a half yeah. from yeah. the Night King. The yeah. winning score. I mean, against- Matt had more combined than you know these two, two players <laughs> derrick henry scored more than half of his whole team That's derrick true. henry almost scored more team more points than the cuga middle fingers 50 <laughs> and a half and he had a whole totally team true. playing and it's not that we're trashing on the on patrick or your brother it's just this like how does this happen like that is like 
I mean, at this, at the end of the day, this game is actually close. I mean, 80 and a half to 50 and a half, like it wasn't like 130 to, you know, 50 and a half, but, and you're just like, how does that happen? Like, but to your credit, <laughs> I think you called this, right? You said that Aaron Rodgers does not come back well in after a bye week and play very well. And he did not, although I think he started okay. And then all of a sudden he threw an interception, right? And then it kind of went in a weird You're back place, to right? back almost gotcha. pick sixes he, he threw a okay. pick six and then he threw another interception that almost got returned to, uh, gotcha. for a pick six it was like on the 10 i was traveling a little bit so i didn't get to see the full game on on sunday afternoon but um but yeah i mean you were right on that and aaron Rodgers. but who would have thought no too, there's something about aaron Rodgers on that bye week he just seems out of sync with his offense i don't like maybe he doesn't re-engage maybe he needs to get the competitive juices flowing again i don't know and it always seems to be the case and i'm always surprised at this with green bay that they're bye week seems very early in the year. It usually happens between like week four and week seven. So they start to get their, their juices flowing and then he has to stop. And it always takes them a week or two to readjust. And now look, if I'm Patrick, I'm not playing this any differently than he did. He played everybody the way that I would have done. And, you know, honestly, other than Jared Goff being able to put up 22 points versus Aaron Rodgers six, um, I'm not changing what I'm doing here. He played exactly yeah, who I, I would agree. have played. He I just, agree. his team just didn't show up. And, and yeah. here's a good example <laughs> of the IDPs where they're just not doing anything. And actually Kevin's team was boosted by the IDPs. And, and honestly, when we look at Kevin's team here, he did make an interesting choice here by playing three Miami players. I don't know if he like went to, Tim's self-help group of <laughs> playing all the same players on the, but you just Again, never I come pl- like that. I feel as though Penna has originated that. So we That's should right. be giving Penna way That's more. Right. Sorry. Penna drafted all the Tim bills back when they learned, were bills. Yeah. Yeah. Tim learned from Penna. <laughs> You're hundred percent. Right. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm we mistaken. should call this the Penna effect or something like that. <laughs> the Penna penalty. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, but actually, so, putting, yeah putting three Miami Dolphins players in it seemed and that's a scary thought. And it's yeah, that's right. like you, you got the notes from the guy who went to the class, but you didn't <laughs> study for the exam. Then you showed me like, well, what happened? I, I definitely totally. was there. Like I, Matt Breida, who has not been playing very much for Miami, Preston Williams and Devonte Parker, who are going to split throws from Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's a tough, tough pill to swallow to do that, that lineup. And I don't know why he, Chose to sit Michael Gallup, especially with him playing Andy Dalton. You have that quarterback wide receiver matchup. You take a chance on that. They're going to be uh, hooking up quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and then benching Debo Samuel was yeah. a little interesting um, as well. But look, ultimately, his bench didn't really show up either. I think he was destined to lose this no matter what happened. Um, sorry, Kevin. I don't know what's going on with your team. It should be a little bit better than what is showing up here with yeah. 50 points. I- I do think, I mean, thankfully, you know, thankfully he'll get uh, Drew Brees back this week, but um, I, I'll tell you like the, <laughs> Andy Dalton is not good. Oh my God. He's not good. I, I think that probably for years, I just never saw any Cincinnati Bengals games. <laughs> I didn't realize how bad Andy Dalton is. He throws a terrible football. It's just, it's slow moving. I feel like. It was, it was definitely an ugly game to watch overall. Yeah, and th- that, was that was not an offense firing on any cylinder. No. So I, and I'll tell you for, for, um, for Kevin, Juju Smith is just not getting any balls. And this is for weeks at a time now. Like I, I am surprised. I actually was reading an article today that somebody who said it's time to get rid of Juju Smith's shooter in fantasy. And it might be true. 
although it's a little bit like you, you have to put him in there. I mean, Pittsburgh's playing so well and he has such a good quarterback throwing it these days that you, you have to, but it's strange to me that he's not getting any balls. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, I think there's some potentially better days on the horizon for Kevin coming up because he's going to get Drew Brees back this week. He was on the bye last week. Um, and then you also have uh, the potential uh, Josh Jacobs comes back as well. Yeah. But I heard some interesting rumors today that John Ross and Cincinnati demanded a trade. And one of the targets that I heard he was potentially going to was the giants. So you could have, no points from him on the Giants instead of no points from him on the Cincinnati Bengals. So, so there is that. It's true. Yeah, I do. It could be honest with you for for your brother and for Kev. If you're listening up, like you you should really you should really start making some trades. I'm not saying like everybody's up for sale, but um, we should all be in on on the Kevin world and start kind of. He needs to he needs to get some picks next year to kind of reload this thing in next two or three years. You know, it's tough. He's having a tough season and it could be a really good year next year. You know, and honestly, it's really just yeah. the cam Akers effect. He drafted cam Akers. It was a good pick in, in the consensus at before the draft. Yeah. And it just ended up kind of backfiring. So yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Sorry, Kev, it's just not working out for you, but we'll, yeah. maybe this week we'll see what's going on, but um, all right, let's move on to the last week, which was honestly it, a great, matchup um so our sorry to to recap it was the night king versus king of middle fingers we both picked night king we both kicked night king yeah yeah so we both got that one right so um 80 and a half to 50 and a half night king takes the win (laughs) so which is so good so strong (laughs) (laughs) we shouldn't count that at all no it's almost like uh you both should just hang your head and say (laughs) yeah right and again sorry matt you could have played either of them (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's right that's right uh all right so great matchup between team penna and upstate masters kansas city versus buffalo in real life we got josh allen and patrick mahomes coming together fighting each other off in terrible weather that was like a monsoon you couldn't eat the spider cam was a hot mess yeah. and yeah. honestly it was great that fox had the game but also like awful Awful. like the weather was awful awful think, also that's monday in buffalo so i don't think that really matters that's, that's true sorry like buffalo always. it's at least it wasn't snow it could have been snow <laughs> that's right so anyway final score of this game 116 to 109 upstate masters takes the win and to your credit your first legitimate win of the season and i don't hate you i know you're gonna say i hate you but like you, hate me. you won this one legitimately it was, i am it was your a tom kujala i am your goodwill punting that's right i like uh, them apples <laughs> the best part of this game, actually, actually, this is just probably not the best part. It's a side best part between you and I, because you hate my team. You literally write to me like, I don't know, game just started. It's like halfway through the right first. After the, it maybe. was right after the Stefan Diggs touched it. Yeah, you're like, you're like, you're going to lose this game because Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen connection is just unbelievable. No, let's and then just I'm give like, my words actual credit. My actual words were, you're screwed. You're screwed, right? <laughs> so then I wrote back to you, you're an asshole. Oops, I'm not supposed to say that on the podcast, but I'm like, Beep. no. I'm like, I, I'm like, hang on a second, the game's not even over yet. And then I'm like, I have Amari Cooper in the second game. So, I mean, I can kind of cancel out some of Stefan Diggs' points. So I'm thinking, all right, well, maybe. <laughs> of course. All right, so then we get, okay, so great, great Buffalo, Kansas City game. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. I think Patrick Mahomes just kind of outplayed him a little bit only because I think the Buffalo defense is not super right now. So I think that's just sort of where that ended up. I, I was a little bit nervous going into with the rain and stuff like that. Plus Clyde um, Edwards Hilaire was actually running the ball pretty well. So I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get Penna here. Anyway, so then we go into the second game to the Dallas game. 
and Amari Cooper. And I'm thinking we, we have to be, I, I think I went to bed after like the third quarter and Amari Cooper had caught the ball like two times. And then I wake up the next morning. I'm like, Holy crap. <laughs> like, that's not even possible. So in, in Penna, I'm sorry, Penna, that I stole this one from you. It might be a legitimate win in some ways, but I stole this one because I don't think I should have actually won it at the end of the day. But um, anyways, that was my little story. My little rant. No, I, it was, you know, tough, tough sledding for, for Penna in a lot of ways. He did go with his original strategy of play all the Buffalo Bills players. And <laughs> That's right. um, John Brown ended up putting up a goose egg, which really ended up being the, the thorn in his side because he had a couple of wide receivers on his bench that could have put up more points, including another Buffalo Bills wide receiver, Cole Beasley. <laughs> um, so he just picked the wrong, the wrong guy at the end of the day. And, you know, honestly, Penna had, if he had gone with the kind of classic play the running backs over the wide receiver slot and had played um, DeAndre Swift, for example, he would have earnestly beat you. But you had great showings from uh, Young Ho, Young Way Co. Ku, I did. Uh, with I 20 did. points from a kicker. That's Stephen Guskowski numbers. That's what it is. Tom aims to draft for every year. Um, yeah. <laughs> so good for you. You had a great showing up and down the board. You had consistent points from all the yeah. people that you needed some consistent points from. How did you feel about Penna getting 13 points from the Giants defense. <laughs> How unbelievable is that? <laughs> like, is that not even possible? The best part is, I don't know if Penna played this right, but of course I had Terry uh, McLaurin and I had Antonio Gibson here. So like he actually kind of combated because the Giants defense played pretty well. So he kind of stopped my guys from scoring more points, I guess, at the end of the day. But I mean, he didn't and neither did the computer, but <laughs> here we are. Um, no, there's no way the Giants should ever deserve 13 points, period. They gave up a last minute touchdown with 30 seconds ago, and that's not okay. Well, here's my qu- here's my question for you, Jeff. Yeah. So you obviously can't bench Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> you just can't. He's he's Mahomey. He's Patrick Mahomes. You had two great quarterbacks on your uh, quarterback performances on your bench between Kirk Cousins throwing up 36 points because he was throwing all day, I guess, to Justin Jefferson. He's got two great wide receivers now. Um between Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. And then Ryan Tannehill puts up 43 points and you got to see him in prime time. Is there a point at which you start to consider not playing Patrick Mahomes in a matchup dependent situation? Because you could have locked this thing away with one of these other quarterback performances. You know, it's actually a really good question. Honestly, I, I actually appreciate this question for real in fantasy life. I actually do think about it. I really do because Ryan Tannehill has been an amazing fantasy football player for for me on even on the you know monitoring him all year and last year so i don't have an answer to that right now but i do see a situation in which i would actually make a change that's that's very interesting that's it's kind of the there was a time where aaron Rodgers was just a lock-in you would put him in it didn't matter if you had somebody else you just put aaron Rodgers in because he always guaranteed you 20 points and you were going to maybe get a big game out of him but you have some really interesting quarterbacks there who I imagine will be on the no luck literally by this time tomorrow, <laughs> um, who, who can put up some points, but ultimately, um, you know, great win. Congratulations. Yeah, I will, I will acknowledge it, And I don't hate your team. I think your team is oh, great, bull. but that's you're lying. <laughs> deep respect, it, lots of love. As we go into the next games, until we go into like the predictions and uh, for next week or whatever, I, I will say this about my team. Like I just, 
I got a little bit lucky with Philip Lindsay. He's back a little bit there. So that was helpful based on a suspension or a, a whatever it's going to be. Um, Apparently those, an illness is why he didn't play last week. What's that oh, about? Okay. Well, DUI. DUI will, is an illness <laughs> now. Yeah. Uh, which I guess maybe it could be the Dirty case. urinary infection. Yeah. But my Washington, I can't, I just cannot continue. I think you're going to see you're going to, you're going to probably see a benching of a wide receiver or something like that in this moment. I don't know yet, but I can't mention the running back because that's not possible. <laughs> I don't have that many. That's true. Well, yes. if you'd like a running back, let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> loud and clear, my friend, loud and clear. Uh, all, right, all right. So let's give a little uh, uh, update on the standings. We are at the midway point of we the are. season because the, we my defense play. is still playing unbelievable football. <laughs> I'm at points against at 683.5 the lowest of the league <laughs> <laughs> you can only ride that train for so long but at least your Number team's putting up points now one defense in the league is upstate masters <laughs> it's 100 percent accurate and oddly enough you have underscored your defense at 679 <laughs> points so so good for you jeff it's not something to write home about um all right so so we'll we'll, we'll go from the bottom up uh kevin is now I think he's got to open his team up to the trade block. Think about some getting some picks. Think about getting some players. Think about getting some depth from some other teams. Trade mm-hmm. away some of those good players because you're sitting at at zero and six. At this point, it's a pretty big uphill climb to make the playoffs. Which right now the line is at three wins. So he's got to make up three wins between now and week thirteen. Um, so he's got about six games to do that, and there's dominoes have to fall to really make that happen. So um, Kevin, if you're listening maybe the time to think about some trades. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's sitting at the bottom at Owen at Owen six, followed by the Goodwill punting fresh off his second win of the season. Yeah. Um, now, now tied in a three-way tie with the Farmington football team, the Buffalo pennas. I mean, sorry, the team pennas <laughs> and the, the Goodwill punting all tied at two and four. And honestly, what's really interesting about this, this subset of teams is that all the points against are within 30 points of one another. Um, and we have, uh, you know, other than Tom's team, which has not consistently put up points, the Farmington football team and team Penna are great, great point scoring teams. So, you know, I think there's going to be a little bit of shuffling around this bottom, this last, we'll call this a wild card slot kind of to get into, into the playoffs. Um, with, with the loss last week, no luck literally sits alone in the sixth slot, the, the, the line to make the playoffs at three and three, um, and then we've got a four-way tie at four and two between the Boston Gangsta, the Davis Square Hipsters, and the Night King, all of whom have scored respectable amounts of points. <laughs> um, also tied with the Upstate Masters, who have scored only we... six. There are again, there are, have been <laughs> there have been six weeks, and you've scored about a hundred points a week, <laughs> and you're sitting at four and two, sitting pretty. Um, and Jeff, could you just do me a favor? Could you tell me who's on the top? <laughs> Well, on the top, I suppose, is the Mansfield uh, Packers, oh, uh, Tim's, and uh, the Derrick Henry-driven uh, football team. Oh, it's um, definitely Derrick Henry-driven. Yes, you are. Uh, you are on top, but honestly, you're you're having a great year. So uh, don't don't kid yourself here. You're having an amazing year. So I've gotten a little great. lucky here. The depth has helped, but ultimately, I'm honestly the the next tier of players that are at four and two right now the the game side the davis square hipsters the night king and the upstate masters eh, maybe not the upstate masters <laughs> just for the record not the upstate masters <laughs> i have, have somehow just gotten lucky in the weeks and i am i'm going into the playoffs through the back door <laughs> no there have <laughs> your preferred <Hey-o>. entrance <laughs> <laughs> 
uh so the uh just kidding of course uh the um the four and two teams honestly have been putting up some really good high scoring weeks so i think any one of these teams in the top half of the of the league right now could make it to the playoffs and win a championship it's all going to come down to the matchups in the individual uh game so it's kind of fun that there's no real runaway winner and i know i was just joking that i was on the top by myself but um We've got everyone's within a game right now. Five teams are within a game. Five and yeah. one, four and two. Great place for this league to be in. And then again, right behind it at three and three with with Pinto, who's putting up is the second highest scoring yeah, team in the really, league. This um, is the second year that he has just he's at this weird record, but he scores a lot of points, but he just picks the bad weeks opposed to like, I'm completely the opposite where I'm just picking the right weeks to play the right time. I think it's funny. Yeah. You definitely have a lot of control over that. So, well, yes, I know you don't. <laughs> I'm but sorry. You do he in the literally sense of has like, no luck. I don't know what's going yeah. on. I this is Ray. I'm sorry. You should, you should have a better record than what your record says you are. So, yeah. um, anyway, yeah, race sneaks into the playoffs. He's going to be one of those people. And if he gets a little bit settled on a quarterback, he's going to be, he's going to be one of those that's going to make a run that's for sure well at this point he's got his pick he can trade one away one of his tight ends away and get whatever quarterback he wants in this league probably so um good good for you ray on holding out not upset about it yeah but you know i think you you have an opportunity to really solidify your team here and become a scary force Maybe next week we'll have to do uh, our own um, power ranking or something just to see. Yeah, for sure. That would be kind of a fun, fun way to look at it. So I think Um, one thing that we also, we should use the opportunity as we enter the second half of the league of the, of the season. I think we, what we want to do is open it up to have some people join us on the, on the uh, podcast and the show and, and start to talk through some of these situations. So if anybody wants to volunteer as tribute for the first uh for first time let us know and we can try yeah, to organize definitely. with you guys have your people talk to our people <laughs> have your people call our people um i'm gonna hit the buys really quick buys this week is the indianapolis colts the jacksonville jaguars the minnesota vikings and the tennessee titans so Ugh. actually actually that might be a lie because tennessee switched theirs out yeah no tennessee's so still that. playing yeah this is it must be an old list because tennessee wasn't supposed to play but then because of the COVID changes. I think they're playing. Right. right. You said the Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens are out. Indianapolis Colts are out. out. Yep. Yep. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep. Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. And Miami. Okay. I got to get myself a new list. (laughs) Yep. And Miami. All right. Thanks for catching all that. No, no problem. (laughs) So. All right. On to this week. Let's do some, some picks. Let's see how we're, uh, See how this week takes how it looks. All right. So where do we want to go first? Let's see. What do you want to do? I'm thinking we go the cue the middle fingers versus the no luck, literally. All right. I like it. All right. So okay, middle fingers, no luck literally. In this one, I have taken no luck literally. Um I, you know, you could go either way here because of the, the quarterback play a little bit here, but, and then Josh Jacobs comes back and Drew Brees comes back for your brother. Um, I still, I don't, I like um, Ray's team here because he still doesn't get affected by too many buys here. Uh, his tight ends are playing great football. So I, I, and you know, your brother's just, you got to win a game for me to pick you, I suppose <laughs> at the end of the day. So, but I'm taking uh, no look literally. And now also, we're doing this on a Wednesday, which we don't normally do these on Wednesday. So it's funny to look at the teams because they're not probably all settled yet. So 
Um, anyways, pretty easy one for me to pick. I don't know what your thoughts are here. Yeah, I'm going the no look literally as well, just because of the, the nature of the matchup. But, I, you know, if Drew Brees had been putting up some better, more steady weeks prior to this point, I think I probably would have taken Kevin here, especially with Josh Jacobs coming off the bye, fresher legs, Drew Brees coming back. Um, the the one thing Kevin's probably got to do is get himself a new defense because it's two defenses, the Packers and the Cowboys are the Cowboys are definitely not the defense yeah, you no. want. You just get rid of those guys now. So um, definitely pick up a replacement here. But ultimately, there's a possibility that Kevin could squeak out a win. I feel better about it if Drew Brees is better, but I, I am going to go with the no luck literally here. You know, I, I just think Ray's got the right team. Um, even with Teddy Bridgewater starting against New Orleans, I think, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is coming back into New Orleans. It's a system he knows well. He could potentially play very well. He was doing the practice side of the ball for a very long time there. So I think they might really pull off a good win and, you know, Ray has some options at his disposal if he wants to slot somebody in and Keenan Allen's coming back off the bye and he might be healthy enough to play and um, against a pretty bad Jacksonville Jaguars game. So I team, so I think um, I'm going right here. No, no right. uh, ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah. I don't think that was too, too hard one to, yeah. to pick on. Um, you want to go Davis square hipsters? Night King. Yeah, let's do it. So, All right. you know, I don't, <laughs> I'll tell you this much. I'm going Davis square hipsters but it's because I have faith that Tim's going to change his team back to the Davis square Seahawks. Um, I can't imagine he's actually <laughs> starting Tom Brady versus the Las Vegas Raiders versus yeah. um, Russell Wilson and Jonathan Taylor's on by, but I think he'll, he'll move people around and um, ultimately he'll get DK Metcalf back in there. And you just, that, that matchup has been doing Tim some really, has done his body good, like good old milk. Um, and I just think, I think Tim's going to put up some good points and those guys coming off the bye and, and kind of being relaxed are going to be good. And look, Aaron Rodgers did have a phenomenal start to the season, but we kind of saw the concerns with Aaron Rodgers that we've always had last week. And I know I, I, I made the claim about the bye week, which thank God that came true because it made me sound smart, but <laughs> I, I just don't know if Aaron Rodgers has the sustainability throughout the season and especially against Houston, whose defense has been playing fairly well. Um, and, you know, could really put up a lot of points. It's a tough matchup for me. I'm picking Davis square hipsters based on the fact that I think he's going to update his roster, but as slotted right now, the night King looks a little stronger, but my yeah. pick is the Davis square hipsters. I like it. I actually, yeah, I thought the same thing about Tim Seam. I'm pretty sure he'll put in Russell Wilson and company, but um, <laughs> the I'm sorry, the Davis Square Seahawks. Um, I'm taking Night King here on this one. I'm going with uh, Aaron Rodgers making a bounce back game. I think Atlanta's playing a little bit better and got this little new, you know, resurgence going on over there. Um, I think, uh, you know, I think Mike Evans is still um, due for another good game. Um, and the Cardinals are playing great defense. They, they, I don't know. They could they could come up with although they're playing Seattle, so they're gonna be either way. It'd be an interesting matchup here actually to see the the uh, Davis Square Seahawks playing the Arizona Cardinal defense. <laughs> <In this one. laughs> For um, sure. I don't know. I think it's a pretty. I don't know. It's a. I wouldn't say it's. A, I think probably you're right. Um, Tim probably does have a little bit of a leg up here on some of his depth. Um, but I'm I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a step at at. At Night King, and I'm gonna go on Aaron Rodgers' arm. I like it. Uh, yeah. All right, let's uh, 
Let's go to your team versus the gang stuff. Right. Um, let's see. What do we What do we have here? We've got. You know, I struggled with this one actually. I and did I don't too. Know, I don't know why because I'm terrible. <laughs> Obviously, I get lucky this week without Lamar Jackson, right? So I'm getting a lucky week in this one. Um, but Ben Roethlisberger is playing good football. I mean, last week maybe not great. I don't know. Um, at the end of the day. <laughs> I stayed loyal to Boston gang stop here, um, which I know is an odd thing to not take myself, but until I can resort out my situation on my lineup personally with my running backs and my wide receivers and really kind of figure this out and maybe make a trade. <laughs> um, I definitely, I went Boston gang. I'm not excited about that pick. Um, I do like my team a little bit here, but I think that I think Stav's team takes takes me on this one um i think calvin ridley's just been really consistent and all that and all that too so i'm interested to see what you do here despite popular opinion <laughs> and by popular i mean your opinion that i hate the the upstate masters i am taking the upstate masters here wow. and this could be the kiss of death for my own <laughs> record here but hey I'm behind in the record. So right now I'm currently a game behind you. We have to correct the record from last week. Um, so I'm currently sitting at, it was a 16 and 11. You are, you were sitting at, no, you were sitting at 15 and 10, 15 and 10. And you're at 16 yep. and, and nine, 16 and nine. Right. Yep. So I'm, I'm behind. I'm going to go with the dark horse candidate here. I'm going with Jeff. Honestly, the reason why I'm doing this is Tennessee defense has been playing very well. And, and Ben Roethlisberger has been having some great games, but Patrick Mahomes is going into Denver after a so-so game for himself. Denver's defense, mm, I don't know. <laughs> and they've been kind of screwed lately with their schedule. And I think they're a little off their game. So they do get to go home. That's good for them. But ultimately, your, your running back combination of Philip Lindsay and Antonio Gibson, despite I know you thinking they're kind of weak, compared to Jarek McKinnon, who actually could be the starter this week because Raheem Mostert might be hurt. Um, and Joshua Kelly, who seems to have fallen a little bit out of favor with LA, Josh Jackson actually had more um, uh, touches in the last game and had done a little bit more with them before the bye. I, I like your wide receivers better here. And I think that's really what it comes down to. I think Green Bay's secondary isn't great. I think Will Fuller will have a good game. Um, Terry McLaurin against Dallas. Dallas is awful. We know that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Amari Cooper so they, versus Washington, you know, I think it's going to be a little bit of a gunslinging game. And it seemed that Andy Dalton liked Amari Cooper a lot better than the other wide receivers in the last game. So I'm taking you here based on the individual matchup to matchups. <laughs> um, and, and honestly, AJ Brown, I think gets hurt. I think Tennessee overall gets hurt by playing Pittsburgh, whose defense has been playing very well and has been putting the quarterback under pressure. So yeah, that is good defense. That's a good defense. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I, I went line for line too, but I, you know, I, I'm pretty loyal to Boston King stuff. They're like my, I would get the Jersey if I could. <laughs> now I'll tell you, I also am putting a little bit of stock into you making a trade for a running back this week. So I think, uh, <laughs> so anyway, no, I'm just kidding. So I, anyway, I don't hate your team. I think your team actually looks good here. I think it's an interesting matchup. Stav's team continues to have the injury bug a little bit. Dalvin cook being on by obviously, um, takes him a little bit more out of the equation and Lamar Jackson on by. So he's forced to play Ben Roethlisberger against a pretty tough matchup. And ultimately I'm taking you. Um, all right. All right. I so like next, like uh, next matchup, let's go uh, team Penna versus the Farmington football team. 
All right. So team Penna and Farmington football team. I took Farmington football team on this one. I'm just going to kind of jump in here. I'm going on my prediction of Matt Ryan, lighting it up, doing his thing, <laughs> making it happen. I also noticed that team Penna picked up the Buffalo Bills defense this week. So not only do we have an all Buffalo offense, but we are now putting the defense on there too, which I suppose doesn't really affect it too, too much anyways. But, Listen, Dave, um, if you're listening, change the team name to something Buffalo oriented. It's supposed to be around <laughs> your hometown anyway. Like, I don't care what it is, but be Buffalo something. Be the Buffalo Pennas. I don't care. Be something. <laughs> I mean, listen, I think Team Penn has a great chance to win this week, but I um, just kind of going on a hunch around Matt Ryan and Julio Jones kind of making that comeback and keeping, keeping that going a little bit there. Um, I don't, I don't actually know that the, the, the bears defense uh, for, for Matt is, uh, is it's a little unpredictable, but they're playing better. So I, I like that, um, that defense a little bit there. Maybe we'll get some points there. So um, I don't know. I mean, line for line, I guess the end of this, I guess it's a little bit even in some ways, but um, I'm going to go with a hot hand. I hear you. Um, I, I am going to go uh, team Penna here. I'm going on the opposite side. And it really does come down to the fact that the Buffalo Bills are playing the New York Jets, which is just a gift to anybody who could possibly play against the New York Jets. Plus coming off a loss, I think, you know, under normal circumstances, if they were really winning, they wouldn't necessarily rub it in. They just run out the clock, take it as kind of an easy week, but because they're coming off of two back-to-back losses and they got to make a, it's a divisional matchup game and they got to make something to prove. I'm, thinking that the Buffalo Bills have a pretty good game here. They go into New York and have a, into the city and have a great game. Um, so I'm taking team Penna here. I think the defense should be fine. The New York Jets is, offense is a hot mess. You know, it's just, it's not good. And then the other reason why I really picked it is there's a couple of injury question marks around some of Matt's key players. And depending on who he even slots in, he's got still a lot of, he's also kind of got the injury bug uh, recently plus some of his backups are on by. So I'm going to go with uh, Team Penna here. I think he's got a really good chance to steal a win this week against a pretty good team otherwise. But I'm with you. I do think um, that Atlanta resurgence could very much come back to haunt um, Penna, especially if, if uh, Matt has the, the week he had last week. So Yeah, it'd be interesting. All right. So we go one more game here, right? We go the uh, Mansfield... Pack Tim's <laughs> right. Um, I've lost my Mansfield so. Tim's versus the Goodwill punting. Got it. All, All right. right. So I'll leave this one off. The, is this best man bowl? I don't know what we call this. Best I, bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah. Well, sorry, Tom. I'm not going to change my pick here. I'm going for me. <laughs> I'm taking my, I'm going to take my chances, even though Carson Wentz is playing the giants, because the only good thing about the giants right now is their defense seems to be playing pretty well. Um, also, I think Le'Veon Bell will play for Kansas City this week, and I think it's going to throw a little bit of a wrench into the Edwards-Hilaire plans. And, it is going to be interesting. And Miles Sanders seems to have an injury, so he's going to be out. And I just, I don't know who you're going to slot in there and and replace those points. Um, and ESPN has the win probability at 80% for me, and I just don't know if I can pick against that. But um, I've said that all now. I'm probably going to change my lineup <laughs> a little bit because I don't really love the the – triumvirate of green bay packers i have in there um but nonetheless i think uh i'm gonna pick me here what do you got jeff yeah i honestly i'm, I'm gonna pick you too here i mean it's 
I mean, I have to go with this pick. I mean, you're, you're too strong in so many areas here compared to, to Tom's team. Um, certainly in the running back area, Tom's going to definitely struggle with the two running backs on the same team. You're going to put them in. It's what's going to happen. I mean, this is what Penna does, but I mean, I think at the end of the day, you have to, it's going to be a hard, it's, they're going to take touches from each other. And I don't know. I mean, if I'm Tom, I might even consider maybe like a little trade here for some wide receiver play or something like that in a sense. But the only um, reason I wouldn't trade them unless you're going to trade them as a package deal is they are handcuffed backups for one another. Right. And it's, it's not a bad trade to make if you want to trade yeah. them both away, but because of some messy situation, you don't know what's going to happen. Le'Veon Bell's there on a true. one-year deal, but it's true. I, I think you got to keep them and see how I it know. plays out. And you're going to probably take a, lo- a loss or two along the way, but like, at some point, one of them could get hurt and make it a very clear situation. You have a very clear starting running back. Yeah. I, that's my opinion on it. But. I, I I really don't disagree with that. I, it's a really, it's, I think it's gonna be one of those things where you're just gonna get frustrated because you either are gonna put the right guy in or the wrong guy in, and you're just gonna be like, it, it would cause, it would actually cause me great anxiety. But um, I do know Carson Wentz is definitely playing more as a man on a mission. So he is putting up quite a few points. I think the big, the Miles Sanders going out is going to be, that's a tough, that's a tough loss for them. Um, but overall, I mean, you're just too strong. Now the question is going to be for your team is what are you going to do? Are we going to stick with uh, Kyler or are we going to go to Deshaun? Because man, he lit it up last week. So you're, you actually started to have some uh, back and forth Ryan Tannenhill, uh, Patrick Mahomes kind of questions coming at you, you know, I think the only think thing that's, do? letting me sleep at night is the fact that a lot of these matchups aren't coming really down to my quarterback. So I don't, I do stress about it a little bit, like which one do I play? And, and I do beat myself up a little bit like, Oh, you should have played the other one. Like, you know, but at the end of the day, it's rarely that my quarterback is the deciding factor. Yeah. Um, for me, it's tougher playing the running backs in a lot yeah. of ways. And some of these matchups for my key running backs are a little tougher. Ezekiel Elliott after last week, there's very little trust in that offense overall. Derek Henry's playing a very good Pittsburgh Steelers defense and Aaron Jones is playing Houston. So I do have to make a, a little bit of a call on all of this and Denver's secondary is pretty good. So Tyreek Hill, you know, when, when defenses end up zeroing in on Tyreek Hill, it, he doesn't put up a yeah. lot of points and sometimes You're it doesn't right. come until the fourth quarter. He's, he feels a little risky. And again, I'm still kind of struggling with what to do with this tight end position. And I, I picked up Robert Tanya and then he ended up not really putting up points and now he's kind of injured and, you know, I, I'm my tight ends are are Ray's quarterbacks. Ray, <laughs> do, do you hear the analogy? Oh. Uh, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm taking a neutral side here. <laughs> anyway, um, I do think uh, Tom could put up pretty good points. I think he's a little hurt by bye weeks this week. Yeah, you know, Christian Kirk had a good game. He got a great catch from Kyler Murray. You know, there's a potential that he comes in there. Um, you know, Dwayne Haskins, he really ended up getting hurt by Dwayne Haskins and a new coach yeah. in Washington and just losing yep. faith very quickly. So I don't know what Tom's going to do. I just don't think he has the depth to necessarily put in a good, enough yeah. scary. Yeah, enough team. Agree. It's funny. Cause every time I look at your team and every week, I feel like you always have these powerful players and I'm like, when is he ever going to have a buy? And they're not going to be in there, but like you did have buys and they haven't been in there. So I'm like, he just has that many good players on that bench that they're all like their home names, their, their family names, you know, I, I, Aaron Jones and Derek Henry and Ezekiel Elliott. It's just like, they're always on your team. Like what is happening? Bench them for us. Will you? <laughs> I will say this. There's something about, so 
there's not a lot of movement on the waiver wire. And I think sometimes it might be fall asleep. People fall asleep on the waiver wire and they, they yeah. miss when there are good players there. So like, for example, I picked up LaMichael Perrine, who I, I guess I have the benefit of potentially doing this because I don't have to hold on to somebody who actually is like a legitimate sub in, but I can take chances on players in some ways. So LaMichael Perrine, they trade Le'Veon Bell away. They talk about Michael Perrine yeah. maybe getting more touches. So I pick him up and I stow him on my bench. I think maybe everyone has fallen asleep on the waiver wire. They got to make sure that they they watch the waiver wire yeah, a little no, I went bit more. Right to the waiver wire for that one, and he wasn't there. Um, I took his backup, um, Ty Ty Montgomery or something, or Ty something. I don't forget. His oh, name, the but... guy from Detroit. No, I took I took uh, the backup to the Jets running. Oh no, I know he so... used to be for Detroit. He played oh yeah, Detroit. yeah yeah. But I, um, yeah, I mean, I, I totally, you, you, you're right. It's a good strategy. I mean, it's where you have to be to kind of take a, a chance, you know. So I do, th- there's a couple of teams, and I just wanted to highlight this. There's a couple of teams who have guys on their IR and they've opened up bench slots. You should use those bench slots to go in and grab people and feel free to like hold on to them just as like a, yeah, as a potential, like maybe they're going to be good at this. could be a flyer this week. And then drop them when you need to, or when you want to, but take them now because injuries and everything else can happen and you can shuffle yeah. your IR around. And I do think maybe some of the teams that are trying to get a little better should start taking some chances on some of these guys, at least in the bottom half of their bench lineup and, and put them in there and see what happens at this I point. Agree. So I agree. Um, all right. Well, I mean, we have another good one here, I guess. I mean, we'll see as you, as uh, we start to differentiate the league a little bit in week seven, because there really is only 15 weeks in the, in the season with the playoffs. Right. So um, right. there's not too many. Too playoffs many start weeks, week so. 13. So 13, 14, yeah. 15 are the playoffs. There's a first round by only the top six make the playoffs as a reminder. So right. And our really, trade deadlines coming up. And yeah, so, so bit, really yeah. we are going to start getting up against some of these deadlines. So, if you want to make moves this week, the next two weeks really are, are about the time that you want to think about uh, making some moves to get those wins to get you into the playoffs and and get there. So yeah, um, I love this league. These guys are have been, everyone's been playing, which has been yeah. awesome. Everyone's benches and rosters have been changing and there has been action on the waiver wire and yeah. talks about trade. So um, even, plus, a talk on, even a little talk on the Google Hangout, which is cool too. So um, I like it. All right. Well, we'll see how the week goes. We'll uh, we'll come back next week. We'll do it all again. Maybe we'll have a guest uh, guest host for this or something. But we'll have to kind of work that in somehow. So um, until next week, everybody. We'll see you. Well, do you want to do the opening today? Not that I ever have a great opening, just for the record. <laughs> you know what happens when I try the opening? Did you ever watch the Barcelona episode from season one? <laughs> Are you ready? Should I'm I, good should I mark good. this again? <laughs> and mark. Mark. <laughs> it's the second mark or the eighth mark. One of the two. I can't figure out which one. We've hit. I've marked it so many times. Stop mark five. Talking. Mark five. <laughs> Uh, mark, 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 mark. <laughs> Fast one. And we are back to the episode. Of, <laughs> and we are back to the episode of the season week. Five, here we are. You're and calling, a, the you're stretch, you're they come. calling a horse race. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I'm glad that you took it that way. That was good. <laughs> Did you notice there was an episode maybe two episodes ago that I, I gesticulated really wildly, like something happened, and I smacked my microphone and it flew off screen. And it flew off screen. And I, I had to pull it back in. <laughs> a baseball cartoon where he's playing left field and right field, left field and right field. And he was all over the place. He was just. He was all over the place. He was... Like, I don't know what happened. You know, that way we don't have weird math happening in the moment again. You know, it's like, you know, first of all, it's all people we know. <laughs> Second of all, you can't have some real moments. It makes it fun. You don't know. People, random people could listen to us on Spotify. Donald Trump no, could listen to us. It absolutely. could be very important. We could be influencing the outcome of democracy as we know it. <laughs> Highly unlikely. <laughs> I like that you're holding your pen like a, like a sword right now. You're like, you're doing <laughs> <laughs> And scene. <laughs> 